Wow, what a wonderful presence of God. Great worship time. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Jesus, we love you so much. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. You are amazing. Wow, isn't it great to worship the Lord? And thank you so much, church. Good morning to everyone. Thank you for tuning in and joining us this morning. It's going to be a great time. And now we're coming to a time of the world, and it's going to be exciting. Amen, because we're going to be speaking from God's Word. Welcome to all of you. Take your seats in your favorite chair today and get ready. Get your Bible out, get your notebook out, or you may want to check um, the notes of this sermon online, and it's going to be a great, great time. You know, I dragged Pastor Alexander along by popular demand, and so I, I, want, to, I want to recreate a little bit here today what we do at home. Yes. Because just about every week, this is what we do. We sit around the Word of God and, uh, and we open the Bible and I preach to her, she preaches to me, we preach ourselves happy. So today we want to bring you into our table, kind of, and uh, we want you to participate in, our, in this time that we're going to look to the Word of God and we're going to get ourselves really, really encouraged and built up. You know, I really feel that we are at a time that we need to have strong foundations Going deeper really means to have strong foundations because things come against us uh, from the outside, from the enemy. And, uh, you know, when the storm comes, the most important part of the building is not the roof, it's the foundation. That's and right. one of the foundational truths of the Word of God is, is faith in God. Hebrews chapter 6 speaks about the elementary principles of Christ. It talks about faith in God. So I want to talk to you today, together with Pastor Alexander, we want to talk about how to have great faith. As you know, I, I remember that when I gave my life to the Lord in a little evangelical church, and I remember my pastor, Pastor Manuel, he was a great man of God. And he so inspired my life. And he was a man of faith. That's right. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah. Yeah. He was a tiny little man, but oh, a yes. lot of power. A lot of fire there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I remember him once. He got hold of a book by a man called Jesse Winley. And the title of the book was A Rare Kind of Faith. And I remember him saying, one day he was, he was preaching and he was telling the story that he said, you know, I wasn't feeling too good, so I went to the pharmacy, and I waited and waited. And while I was waiting, I just kept, I just kept thinking about the book. And when finally my, my turn came, the man asked me, well, what can I do for you, sir? And he looked at the man and said, you know what I really need? I need a rare kind of faith. <laughs> and I'm afraid that doesn't, you can't get that in a pharmacy. Yeah. Well, thank God for pharmacies. Thank God for yeah. what we can get there. But a rare kind of faith, you know, comes from Jesus. So we're going to look into that today. And I want to take you to a scripture in Luke chapter 7 and verse 1. Luke chapter 7 and verse 1 says, Then he, concluding all these sayings in the, heel, in the hearing of the people, he entered Cap Capernaum. And a certain centurion servant who was dear to him, was sick and ready to die. So when he heard about Jesus, he sent elders of the Jews to him 
pleading with him to come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they begged him earnestly, saying that the one for whom he should do this was deserving. For he was, for he loves our nation and he has built us a synagogue. They, they had a works mentality. They thought that they mm. could persuade Jesus. In fact, Jesus should do this because of his good works. But we know that it's not by works, it's by the grace of God That's and right. the things that God has for us, they are, we access them by faith. Yes. Verse 6, Then Jesus went in with them, and when he was already not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying to him, Lord, don't trouble yourself, for I'm not worthy that you should enter my roof. Therefore, I did not even think myself worthy to come to you. But say the word, and my servant will be healed. Oh, hallelujah. Wow. Praise God. God. (laughs) Verse 7, therefore, I did not think myself to to be worthy to come to you, but say the word, my servant will be healed. For I am also a man placed under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. And when Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him. And he turned around to the crowd and said, that followed him, and said, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And those were sent, returning to the house, found the servant well, who had been sick. I I, I want to encourage your faith, my faith, your yes. faith, with this word today. You Fantastic. know, I remember hearing my pastor share that word about how he needed a rare kind of faith. Yes. And I got hold of that book. And then after that, I, I read that book. And in the early days of my walk with God, and then I read a book by Smith Wigglesworth, the great apostle of faith. Oh, yes. and then I read about T.L. Osborne. And the great deeds of faith. You know, this is a wonderful story that I'm sure will ignite faith in our hearts. This is a story of someone, Vestu says, he was ready to die. The centurion servant was ready to die. We can't even say that he was on life support because there was no such thing as life support in those days. He was ready to die. He was perhaps days or even hours to just die. And this is obviously not an exaggeration. The man who is writing this is Luke. He's a physician. Yeah. He, he knows exactly, he knew exactly what was going on with this man. And, and he's saying, you know what? He was ready to die. He was ready to die. But when Jesus was brought into the equation, the man was ready to leave. Ready to leave again. Yes. And this is such an, an accurate description of the power of Jesus because Jesus can bring back things that were that were ready to die you know things that were maybe in the brink of disaster in risk of collapse in extreme circumstances Jesus whatever was ready to go that way Jesus is ready to reverse it and things that were ready to collapse yes. are ready to be built up again and ready to live again you know, yes. what's, what's ready to die in your life? What's at risk of collapse? Yeah. 
Maybe you've got some dreams that are ready to die. Maybe, maybe something that you hold dear to you. I don't know, to, mm. the, to the centurion, it says that this man, his servant, was dear to him. Yeah. I want you to know something, that whatever is ready to die, when Jesus comes into the equation, it's ready to leave yes. again. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you remember that woman uh, in Congo, Africa? As you were speaking, you know, I was thinking of her. You remember she came to one of our meetings and, and she was ready to die. Like the man in this story, you know, she, she came on a stretcher. She was skin and bone, comatose, unresponsive. I mean, she hadn't eaten for a long time. She was ready to die. It is a bit shocking, you know, when you look at someone that is ready to die. And we prayed for her. Yes, we did. We prayed for her and nothing happened. We didn't see anything happening, but we prayed for her. We did what we are told to do, lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And then, then the meeting carried on and, you know, the preaching of the word. And then at the end, when we called people to testify, you know, of their healings, then surprisingly, Lo we see this woman coming and testifying that she had been healed. She was looking fine, still skinny, but hey, she was alive and testifying that Jesus had touched her. It Praise was amazing. God. Praise God. I still remember that woman. Yeah. She, she had a strange color. Yeah. She... She was dying. Was her face had kind of turned yellow. Yeah. She, I, I remember her eyes were rolled over. And she, she had absolutely no response. Yes. And it was such a surprise when she walked up on the platform, walking, and yep. she, like Africans do, she even did a little dance, <laughs> a little dance. Yeah. Praise it God. It was fantastic. Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> well, I tell you what, going back to our story here, yes. you know, I believe that key to this whole miracle, apart from Jesus being there, obviously, was the great faith found in the centurion. Mm. So that's really what I want to talk to you about today. And verse 9 says, And when Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him. He marveled at the centurion. Now there's only two times that the Bible says that Jesus marveled. Once, the Bible says that in his hometown, he marveled at their unbelief. Wow. But in this story, it says that he marveled at this man's faith. And, and to marvel, according to the dictionary, means to be surprised by something that causes wonder, admiration, mm -hmm. or astonishment. So, Jesus was surprised by something that caused wonder, admiration, or astonishment. Can God be surprised? Well, apparently yep. so. <laughs> you know, no one in the New Testament seemed to have caused a greater admiration with Jesus than this man. Hmm. And in fact, generally speaking, Jesus wasn't really ever impressed by any person. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that scripture, John chapter 2, verses 24 and 25, that says, but Jesus for his part, he didn't trust himself to them because he knew all men and he didn't need anyone to bear witness concerning man. He needed no evidence from anyone about man, for he himself knew what was in human nature. He could read man's hearts. Yeah. However, in this instance, there is someone whom Jesus admired 
because of what he saw in him. There was something about this man. There was an ingredient mm. in this man's life that caused Jesus to marvel, caused Jesus to be surprised and, and wonder in astonishment. And what was it? It was this man's great faith. That's right. Amen. Great faith. Praise God. Yes. Wow. You know, faith is absolutely crucial. You know, without it, we cannot please God. It is the victory that overcomes the world. The, the just shall live by faith. We are saved by faith. Faith is the substance of miracles. You know, in, do you remember the story of the man who, who lowered their friend from the roof? You know, the Bible says that when Jesus saw their faith, so the power of the Lord was present to heal, but their faith... The faith of the friends ignited the healing. It was amazing. Jesus always responds to faith. You know, there were times that he prayed for people and their faith, people's faith, was not involved. But however, all that came to him in faith always received a miracle. Jesus responds to faith. Amen. Faith is the spark that ignites yeah. a miracle. Yes. Faith is that spark. And Jesus yeah. said, I have not found such great faith. Great is, is a word that describes a measure. Yes. Great faith, not even, not even in Israel. Now, there are four levels of faith that the Bible describes or that Jesus spoke about. Number one, in Mark chapter 4 verse 40, Jesus spoke about no faith. That's zero faith. There was a time where Jesus is in the boat and the disciples should have rebuked the winds and the storm and they woke Jesus up and Jesus said, guys, you, you could have done it. And he said, how is it that you have no faith? No faith. And then there's weak faith. John 4, 48. You people only believe if you see, uh, if you see signs and wonders. You know, that's, that's a very low level of faith. The faith that says, well, I believe if I see the Thomas kind of faith. And then there's, there's little faith. There's no faith. There is weak faith. And then there's little faith. Matthew 8, 26, he said to them, why are you so fearful? Oh, you of little faith. Then he arose, rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was great calm. And then there's this other level that... I want to operate in. Yes, me too. Amen. And you can operate in that great yes. level as well. It's the level of great faith. Yeah. You know, this man, the centurion, operating mm. that level. I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. But there's also a woman who operated in that kind of faith. The Syrophoenician woman in Matthew 15, 28 where she comes to Jesus and, and, and she has a little bit of an argument with Jesus. Yeah. Jesus, eventually she says, eventually Jesus says, Oh woman, great is your faith. Let it be as you desire. And her daughter was healed that very hour. Yes. That's very powerful. Great faith. Great faith. And, uh, and it's interesting that, that, it couldn't find such great faith, not even in Israel. It would have been obvious for people who are religiously educated to have faith. But it's interesting that he found great faith, not in Israel, but he found great faith in a Roman centurion. He found great faith 
in a Syrophoenician woman, yeah. in a Gentile. And it's interesting that Luke, of all the writers of the New Testament, points out that great faith was found in Gentiles because Luke is, in fact, the only Gentile writer of the New Testament. Yeah. Amen. So what he's basically saying is that, hey, faith is for everybody. Yes. Everyone in every nation can believe Jesus. That's right. I mean, this woman, she really had great faith. I love this story in the Bible. And that reminds me of a lady that we met in New Zealand, you know, and, and she came to one of our meetings and she brought her baby for you to pray for. And, you know, the baby was blind and had no coordination. It was a very sad story. But, you know, she believed. She came in faith and she said, you know, can you pray for my baby? And uh, you've prayed for her and uh, well they went back home we didn't see anything you know uh, at that time but you know the following day we had another meeting and this woman came back to testify that during the morning when she woke up she saw that the baby was now moving and was looking around the room and following her wow. you know so she could see it was an amazing miracle. Amazing I will miracle. never forget that. Yes, amen. You know, <laughs> let me just uh, recap a little bit of that story because uh, the, when the woman came to me, she said, you know, Pastor, this is my daughter. She, she was born blind and she has yeah. no physical coordination. She said, do you think that Jesus can heal my daughter? I said, I believe Jesus can do anything. Yeah. And she said, but you know, I, I'm a new believer. I don't have... A lot of faith. I just have a little bit of faith. And I, I that scripture just came to my mind where Jesus yeah. said, well, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can command this mountain to be moved and it would move. So I said to yes. her, you know what? Let's use the faith that you have. And I, I want to, I want to uh, let you know that it was really her faith. That's her right. faith in Jesus. Yes, her faith in Jesus. The next day, the little girl completely healed you know that that i'll never forget as yeah. long as i live that wonderful yeah. story uh about the faith of that yes. woman and do you remember also that little girl in uh, kaiwaka we prayed for her she was nine years of age and she couldn't she was blind in one eye you know so apparently a cat had scratched her eye and it, the infection was so big that she lost her vision and during that meeting it was amazing jesus touched that girl's eye and she could see she That's was right. healed. Amen. And, you know, I get very excited when we talk yes. about faith because that's what we live, you know. And, and I just also remember, you know, all the couples that we've prayed throughout the years in our ministry, couples that couldn't have children, Absolutely. okay. And sometimes we would go back to a place like a year later and they would bring the children to us Absolutely. and hear our babies. And so, church, we have babies in, in some places in this world that they have their our names they do yes <laughs> Louis so Alexandra, little yes. Louises and little <laughs> Alexandra so it's so cute I mean Jesus is amazing wow you know what I think you should write a new book a new book how about you write a book we need a book you know with all the miracles and stories and and amazing stuff that God has done throughout our ministry Amen. and uh 
Yeah, so <laughs> write well, a new I've got, book. I've got homework now. <laughs> yes. I've got homework now. But you yes. know what? And uh, Sorry, but um, I have to ask you this. How do we get great faith? How do we become someone that has great faith? Is it something that we are born with? Is it in our gene pool? Is it our personality mm. that I'm a bit more positive than other people? Is it a cultural thing? How do we get faith? Yeah, some people think that, uh, oh, Pastor, I think you're, very, you're a very optimistic kind of person, very positive. I, I want you to know something that faith has nothing to do with where we were born, our culture, or whether the type of personality we have, great faith. I mean, let's look at this, what the scriptures talk about. How yeah. do we become? How to become a person of great faith? Now, there are three things I want to share with you about that. Number one, faith is not something inborn. Faith comes. It comes from God. You know, Romans 10, 17 says, now, says that then faith comes... Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So remember, faith comes. Maybe you feel you have small faith or no faith. I want to encourage you, you know, to go after it because, you know, faith comes. Faith comes. And secondly, faith comes by hearing. By hearing. And by hearing what? By hearing about Jesus. By hearing the Word of God. I believe that as we share the Word of God today, that right now faith is coming to you. Amen. That faith is coming into your heart in Jesus' yes. name. You know, in our story today, in Luke chapter 7, verse 3, it says that when the centurion heard about Jesus, he sent elders to the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and heal his servant. So this is how the whole thing started. He heard about Jesus. How does faith come? Faith comes by hearing about Jesus. If you want great faith, then you need to hear about Jesus. You need to hear about Jesus. I, I tell you what, the same is true in reverse, in the negative. I mean, if you hear yes. the news all the time, if you hear... You know, the latest on whatever, some negative thing. I mean, if you fill your heart with that, that's exactly, it's going to produce, it's going to produce fear in your heart. But if you hear about Jesus, it's going to produce faith. So when he heard about Jesus, he would have heard all the miracles yes. that had happened. Some that's of those miracles were in Luke chapter 7, but Luke chapter 6, verse 17, he came down with them and stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples and a great multitude from all Judea, Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon. They came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Verse 18, as well as those who were tormented with evil spirits. Verse, nine, verse 19, and the whole multitude sought to touch him for power went out from him and healed them all. Wow. So, you know, the man in Luke, chapter, in Luke chapter 7 would have heard about Luke chapter 6, would have heard about all the miracles, yes. all the things that were happening, that as people would come to Jesus, they were all healed. And just the testimony, the word about Jesus would have caused his faith to increase to a level that he thought, you know what? I don't even need to go there. I'll 
I'll just, I believe that if that man, Jesus, if he just sends his word, wow, that's fantastic. <laughs> my servant will be healed. Wow. I mean, there are people that say, well, if I see, I believe. There are people that say, well, if I'm in that meeting, if I, but this man said, no, 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 wait a minute. All that it takes is one word from Jesus yes. and he shall be healed. Amen. So the same happened with, with someone like the woman with the issue of blood. The Bible right. says that when, when she came, when she heard about Jesus, she came from behind and she touched the hem of his mm. garment and was healed. She heard about Jesus. The same happened with blind Bartimaeus. Yeah. He says that when he heard that it was Jesus who was passing by, he cried out, Jesus, son of the living God, have mercy on me. Wow. It takes hearing. How does faith come? How does how, how do you become a person of great faith? Understand, faith comes. Understand that faith comes by hearing. So you know what? You have to make some investment in hearing and hearing the word of God. We hear the word of God on a regular oh, basis. Oh, I love it. Yes. And thank God nowadays through the miracle of technology, we can access so much good stuff that can fill our hearts with the word of God. But be sure that you hear about Jesus. Yes. <laughs> because faith comes by hearing about Jesus. So uh, faith comes by hearing. So make investments of, of in the word of God. Listen to the word of God. One thing that we do regularly, we hear the word of God. Yes. And another way that you can hear is by speaking the word of God. You know, psychologists say that between 5 and 10% of what other people say to you, that's how much you can retain sometimes. Wow. But of what you say... Up to 80%. So when you speak the word of God, that same word you are speaking is generating f uh, faith in your heart. And lastly, you know, how does great faith come? You know what? Great faith needs a great heart. That's true. Great yes. faith needs a great heart. Because faith has a lot to do with the condition of our hearts. In Romans 10.10 10, it says, With the heart... Man believes, not with the mind, not with the intellect, not by going to the cemetery, I mean seminary, <laughs> but with the heart man believes. It's a hard thing. There were times where Jesus, Mark chapter 6, verses 51 to 52, where the disciples couldn't understand what had happened because their heart was hardened. That's right. A hardened yes. heart is a heart where that seed is not going to produce any faith. A heart, uh, Hebrews also speaks about being careful. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 12. Being careful not to have a, an evil heart of unbelief. An evil heart of unbelief. A heart that is hardened. Yes. I mean Amen. the centurion, he had great faith. You know, because he also had a great heart. That's so important. Amen. Yeah. I, I believe there was something about the heart mm. of this man that was right. It, the soil of his heart was yes. good, was, was ready. Yeah. It was, was the right kind of soil so that the word of God produced such great faith. Yes. You know, he was a compassionate man. How do we know that? Verse 2 says mm. that, he, that his servant was dear to him. You know, That's right. uh, a slave's life was unimportant and expendable to a Roman soldier. But this Roman soldier had a compassionate heart. Yes, he Secondly, loved. Sorry, he loved the Jewish nation he did. too. Yes, he you did. Know? Yes. Wow. Yes, that's right. Verse that's, five says that he loved the Jewish yeah. nation. Since when an occupying army, they don't necessarily love. Exactly. <laughs> they probably, they probably could say, "Well, I loved Italy. I loved Rome. 
But he said he loved the Jewish nation. Yes. Thirdly, he was he was a generous man. Because the Bible says that he built them a synagogue. You know, Romans built temples to their deities. Wherever they went, they built temples to their deities. They didn't build synagogues to worship God. But this man, this Roman soldier, there was something about his heart. Yeah, he was a generous man. Definitely, yes. And lastly, he was a man of great humility. Hmm. He didn't say, well, I'm this big somebody, so Jesus, you've got to do this for me. He said, well, I'm not even worthy to come and, and uh, that you come into my dwelling. But he just say that word. He was a man of humility. So the centurion's heart was not a hardened heart. It was a compassionate heart. It was a generous heart. It was a humble heart. The soil of his heart was tender and ready for the seed of the word of God to come and produce great faith. So faith yes. comes. Faith comes by hearing. And faith comes to a heart that is, that is ready. A great heart. To receive great faith. Yes, Amen. great faith needs a great heart. And Amen. you know, in Psalms 119 verse 32, we read, You shall enlarge my heart. Make that your prayer today, church. Ask the Holy Spirit to enlarge your heart so you can see what God sees. You can feel what He feels. And uh, you know what? How about we pray Amen. for everyone? Church, yes. we're going to pray Come for on. you today. One of the things that we've learned from this uh, story is that there is no distance in prayer. So the centurion, he believed that one word from Jesus was enough. That is amazing. Amen. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? No. One word is enough. Amen. How about we pray for them? Yes. Let's pray. At a time of social distancing, listen, yeah. this is actually a story about distance. He first sent the elders and then sent his friends and it's, it's distance. But he believed that just one word. One word. Could bridge that distance. So we're going to pray right now. Yes. Amen. Everyone there at home, just I want to, I want to call forth your faith. I, I speak activation of your faith right now for whatever you need. So right now, if you're sick in your body, lay your hand in that part of your body where you seek. Or maybe if you've got any need, just right now, just, just let's just pray together. Heavenly Father, all it takes is one word. And Father, today, this morning, this Sunday, we have spoken your word. We have sent that word. And Father, I thank you that that word right now is, is stirring faith in the hearts of people. But that word right now is not going to turn void to you, Father. I believe we spoke the word of healing and I believe that healing is coming into people's bodies right now, into people's minds right now, into people's homes right now. I speak healing over you. Be healed from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. I command sickness to go. I command depression to go. I command every form of pain. Go in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. I speak right now over anyone. I said to someone oppressed. Oh, Jesus, thank you right now. I believe someone that's been oppressed in the night time with nightmares i believe that is that right now god is setting you free in jesus name amen thank you jesus thank amen. you jesus thank, thank you, you jesus. jesus receive in amen. the name of jesus amen. receive healing receive provision right now whatever you need just take that to the lord right now present it to the lord cast your cares upon him 
for he shall care for you. That's all we have time for yes. today. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. I'm so excited. I'm yes. so excited. Praise the Lord. Now, there may be someone out there that you've never connected with Jesus. You've never given him your heart. You know, this is a wonderful story. Here's a man ready to die. But when Jesus came into his life, he was ready to leave. You know what? Why don't you right now in your own heart, whatever circumstance you find yourself in, maybe if you've never given your heart to Jesus, close your eyes and right now surrender your heart to him. And then you will be ready to live again a brand new life. Just say, dear Jesus, say it out loud. Dear Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Now, if you have prayed that prayer, be sure to let us know. We've got a, a free gift for you. And right now on the screen, you have all the details of how you can get in touch with us. We would love to hear from you right now. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. <laughs> God bless you, church. We love you all and um, have a great week.